Hi, everyone, and welcome to the special simulcast of the Neil Haley Show and Celebrity Interviews Live from the Grotto with Greg Hanna. Greg, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing amazing, Neil. How about you? Did you have a great week? I had a fantastic week, and our guest today, oh my gosh, we know her from Knott's Landing. She's an actor that's been in so many different things. I was looking up her Wikipedia, but she has lots of new things to report to us. Joan Van Ark. Joan, thanks for stopping by. How are you? Well, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. All right. So let's talk about this. When you first started thinking about the industry, when did you know you were going to be an actor? How old? Oh, my goodness. This is a story because I was 14 years old. Uh, spring vacation had just happened. And I expected Russell James, uh, uh, the high school senior quarterback on the football team, to ask me to the prom. But he asked D instead bastard. And I'm sorry. Uh, so I thought, okay, who needs guys? Uh, on a whim, I went and auditioned for the Nomad Playhouse in Boulder, Colorado, where I uh, grew up. And I went and uh, auditioned, never had done anything like that before, never had done any acting, nothing, nothing, nothing. And it was a monologue by Irma, the flower girl. I hate ugliness. I love beauty. I hate meanness. I adore kindness. It was a wonderful, lyrical, fabulous audition. And after I had done my little paragraph or whatever, you could hear a pin drop. I heard that kind of silence that an actor in a live theater situation, when you hear that, you know, no sound and just people holding their breath, I thought, who needs guys? I'm going to be an actress. And I decided at 14 that, and I didn't get Irma because it was one of the, it was the ingenue lead. I played uh, the flower girl instead because it, literally I'm 14. I'd never done any stage things before. And my entire lines consisted of Violet, sir. So uh, as the flower girl, that was, that was my one and only line, two words, but it, it, the bug bit, and I went on to do The Glass Menagerie. I did Laura. I did uh, Anne Frank, The Diary of Anne Frank. I did a bunch of things at this Nomad Playhouse and then got a scholarship to Yale, and the rest is history. Wow. Okay. Go ahead, Greg, with your question. Wow. You know, that's that's a pretty amazing story. I love that story. 14. Yeah. Focus well, it, you, you know, I, I was that. so hurt. I expected the quarterback to be in love with yeah. me. And I always expect everyone to be in love with me. That's what I want desperately. But uh, I got the love from the silence of the audience uh, that was watch watching my audition. And that silence is, is a necessity for the actor because that means you're doing your thing. Yeah, got it amazing. going on. <laughs> Do you, did you prefer doing um, live performances uh, on stage um, or TV or? Uh, well, golly, that's a tough one. I love whoever she, and put she in quotes, whoever she is. That's my uh, goal. And that can be any number of characters and challenges and new areas to investigate and go deep because you really need to do. So it's it happens to be, I mean, there's a scene from Knott's Landing where, uh, oh, it's, it's such a long story, but bottom line is, I ran away from the cul-de-sac in, in Knott's Landing, California, and uh, went back to my roots because when Valene started, she had definitely a Southern accent because she's from the South. And um, I, I went to this, uh, ran away because Geary Ewing 
was in love with Donna Mills, bitch. And so, <laughs> so uh, my character ran away to back home to Nashville, Tennessee, and I played this waitress. And um, I went, uh, I dressed up more like Abby with big hair and makeup for days and went to a bar and the guys got kind of rough with me and I got a little drunk. And so they show me waking up in the motel where I was in the South, waking up and staggering into the bathroom and looking up at my face in the mirror with all this smudged makeup. And I looked horrific and it shocked Valine to death. She immediately turns on the water, scrubs her face clean. And for me, Joan Van Ark, this actress, the makeup queen of all time, to have washed my face, I called the uh, producer director, David Jacobs, and I said, can I just wash my face and start over and become more like Valine and more goody two-shoes, which was Valine. And I washed, we had one false start. I said to the cameraman, stop me. If uh, when I wash this face, it's a wrap because it'll take two hours to put it back on again. Uh, and so we wanted to wash the face and I would start over and do this very simple uh, sort of porcelain and soft, 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 soft look. And we had one false start. And then the second one, sailed through. It's a five minute take and they didn't interrupt it at all when they aired it. It's the most proud I am of any piece of work I've done. And that was what I call the face washing scene. And I love the producers for letting me do it and the crew for doing the kind of football team effort, the team effort of making a moment, a scene and a message resonate. Wow. You know, the, the transition, I want to know the story now, because again, as I'm, I, again, I was born in 1973. I'm 50, Joan. And I remember- I'm 51. So. Uh, yeah, and I remember uh, Dallas uh, in so many ways, and then how that spinoff happened. So how did you get this role? You know, you were always, you know, acting uh, well, in the theater I and kind of- Transition. Right. right. And, and I, um, well, let me think. David Jacobs pitched Knott's Landing first to the CBS. And they said, well, that's a good idea, but we want something more glamorous, more over the top. It was just prior to the 80s, which is more is more instead of less is more. And they said, we need something with glamour and flashy and, uh, you know, really out there in your face kind of thing. And they and they said, have you got anything like that? So David went home, pondered and wrote Dallas after he had already written Knott's Landing and wanted that show to be his debut on CBS. Uh, they loved it. And uh, there's Larry Hagman and then there's Linda Gray and Patrick Duffy and all these wonderful, wonderful actors. Uh, so Dallas went first and they asked me by chance. Uh, I was doing Estee Lauder commercials in New York simultaneously with nuts, uh, with with other work out here in the, on the West Coast. And um, David uh, invited me into his office and said, OK, Dallas has taken off. Uh, what do you think about Knott's Landing? But meanwhile, I had done eight episodes of Dallas as Valine, as Lucy's mother. So that character had been established. And David Jacobs, who who created both shows, said, uh, you know, could would you with Gary, uh, you know, want to do a spinoff to be, uh, become a pilot for a series called Knott's Landing? 
And long story short, the CBS picked it up with Gary and Val moving to the cul-de-sac. And um, again, the rest is history. 14 years later, which is, I think we're number three of the long running shows on, on television um, because Knots went 14 years, which is a pretty great, great run. NCIS, I think is the leader, mm. like 21 seasons or something and unbelievable, but Knots went well, I would say. <laughs> Wow, definitely. <laughs> is it still syndicated? Is it still available on? Well, you know, that's a great question because I don't think it's uh, stateside, but they play it a lot in London. One of the greatest thrills of my life is that my picture with Larry Hagman and Danny DeVito, of all people, they took three iconic TV shows during the 80s, during the heyday, and on the side of those double-decker red famous London buses was my mug, uh, uh, Larry Hagman's mug, Danny DeVito. You know them, the ones you love to love and the ones you love to hate. Larry was the one that you love to hate because he was JR, <laughs> that mean old guy. Uh, Danny DeVito, I don't remember what the phrase was. And then I, I can't remember something about goodness was Valine, but uh, I got a picture of that with me <laughs> on the side of the bus in London. And that's the, one of the greatest thrills other than the marquee when I did Barefoot in the Park there in London, directed by Mike Nichols, I might add. I did it on Broadway and then I did it in London. But Mike Nichols, that was a moment in my my life, my career, whatever. Um. Did you think it was going to be when you heard about the spinoff and how you were going to be a big wool compared to what you were at Dallas that was going to be as big a hit? Did you think from? Uh, didn't really think about that. Although Michelle and I, uh, Michelle Lee, uh, who was Karen Fairgate in Knott's Landing, we were filming one day out in the, out in the windy outdoor uh, cul-de-sac where we filmed the exterior shots. And Michelle said something like, I've done two or three pilots they never sold. And I said, Michelle... And I don't know where I got this courage because I'm usually uh, the glass is half empty. Uh, but I said, Michelle, this is going to go. I just feel it. I know it. Don't worry. We're going to have a series. And I was Paula positive. And sure enough, it was picked up. And as I say, 14 years later, la ti da. Are there any uh, cast members that you still friendly with? And oh, yes. Together? Oh, yes. Donna, Joan and Michelle are currently working on something that I want to call, but Donna doesn't like this title, We're Not K-N-O-T Done Yet. And I <laughs> want to do, <laughs> I want to do something like three ladies in a rest home raising Cain, you know, being a, a, a three renegades in this, uh, what do you call it? Well, rest home, you know, where you go for Sunset Farms is what I always call it, Sunset Farms. But I wanted the three of us to do something completely opposite but but be Joan Donna and Michelle and or a, a podcast even we're not done yet and and talk to people who who keep on keeping on which I love um but um I don't know we, we we're gonna do something together the three of us I know we have to and we see each other all the time and Ted Shackelford who was my Geary Ewing my husband uh, when we married and divorced three times within the four, you know, the spin of Dallas and Knott's Landing. So it was three times married and three times splitting because he had to be with other women. I'm so upset. Uh, but um, 
I, I talk to Ted all the time. And, and so it's Ted, Donna and Michelle. I'm still, we're still very close. I was checking out your filmography and you've been in a lot of uh, pretty big shows, not just Knott's Landing, guest starring in. That, that was pretty, you've had some pretty amazing people you worked with, not just on Knott's Landing in Dallas. Well, you? yes. Um, um, I'm doing, I'm working on a, I, I'm not working on the book, but someone came to me uh, doing a thing on uh, The Last Dinosaur, which is a movie, a feature I did with uh, Richard Boone and um, uh, who was Paladin. Uh, because my father just loved him. And same with the frogs, a, a thing with, uh, where I was opposite Sam Elliott. Um, uh, I, I did that one too, and that was Ray Milland. Uh, so I, there were all kinds of people that I did because my father was very important in my life and you know drove me across country to meet at the Yale Drama School where I was awarded a scholarship straight out of high school to go to the drama department. I was the second actress uh, after Julie Harris, who played my mother, ironically, on Knott's Landing. Serendipity was at work there. Um, she uh, enabled uh, the, uh, you know, told the dean, that I've just met a girl who's in high school currently, but wants desperately to go to the drama school. And sure enough, my mother and father, we drove back from Boulder, Colorado to New Haven, Connecticut. I met with the dean and I was awarded a scholarship straight out of high school, just as Julie Harris was. And then the uh, the cherry on the top of the Sunday is that um, they said, we've found your mother. Uh, we've cast somebody, Knott's Landing. Uh, David Jacobs said to me, we found someone who's going to play your mother. And I was waiting for them to say one of the Gabor sisters. That's what I thought their idea of my mother might be. And they said, Julie Harris. And I let out a scream. I was so excited because that's an actor's actress. Seven or eight Tonys, I think she's gotten. So it's incredible. Amazing, amazing what, what, lady. What TV shows do you like to watch? I don't. And that's so terrible. But it's mostly because of this COVID thing that I just, it, 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 it's hit me so hard that I, I've been blessed and I'm knocking wood to, you know, be always busy on something. And the, this p past three years has been such a recalibration for my world, my business, my activity, my everything. Um, and it's just, it's rattled me more than I'd like to admit, but I'm trying to cope with, you know, the virtual um, uh, uh, many uh, opportunities, which I did a bunch of those but it's so different and it will be so different from here on out. And now the better product seems to be, you know, streaming uh, those projects. Those are the brave, edgy, kind of marvelous uh, things and no makeup. And so here's a diva <laughs> in definite distress because I have to, you know, oh, the loveliness of me has to always be there. And uh, now it's, you know, wash your face and come, come as you are. And it's not as pretty. It's not as pretty as at all, but it's it's the new normal. It's the new normal. Oh, explain that. So you mean no makeup? So I, we don't. Well, it means it means a makeup. rougher. It means a rougher look and a more realistic look. I will say in in its favor, it's real. It's not the '80s was all about gram, uh, glamour and uh, more is more and uh, you know flashy you know, Nancy Reagan and. Uh, just say no and 
all that kind of retro kind of thing that really doesn't exist right now. Uh, and that's it, that's a correct thing because everything should, you know, evolve and move forward. But right now it's, uh, you know, no, not no overdoing it at all. Natural. Hmm. You'll see. Well, I don't know how much I don't know what product you guys watch. What what do you what shows do you love? See, I'm very busy to watch specific shows. So I'm watching documentaries. I used to be streaming like crazy. What about you, Greg? Uh, you know, if I get around to it, it's it's the DVR now and again. I do like NCIS, NCIS Hawaii and a big sci-fi fan. So I'll go back and watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or you know, Stargate <laughs> or one of those shows. <laughs> well, this wouldn't be, but like, uh, this wouldn't be me because I, I've kind of pulled away and I'm a member of the DGA because I directed a couple, three Knots Landing episodes. Um, I, I haven't even been to the DGA. That's mostly because of COVID. Again, you're sitting in an enclosed area, uh, you know, and I'm still, when I go in a store or something, I do still put the mask on. I know it's now it's okay not to do all that. But I, I knock again, knock wood, uh, neither my husband nor I have had, to our knowledge, uh, COVID. So I don't know. I think we're lucky. Yeah, you definitely were. And especially at the specific times and things like that. You know, I was looking at shows when I was mentioning that because these are earlier before your big break. And you were, you were also on the love boat. This is interesting, Greg. Uh, Wonder Woman. She was on uh, Barnaby Jones. Mash. I was? Yeah. I didn't even know about that. I haven't looked at any of that. I, I usually don't. <laughs> don't look back. Look look ahead and do but, better. I mean, it's just amazing to look at these just iconic shows that you kind of yeah. have to think back. I yeah. mean, I, I have the well, same thing, Joan, when I figure out who I've interviewed of all the celebrities I've interviewed, Joan, in my career. And I go back and say to myself, oh, yeah, I'm watching this show. I interviewed him. It was just a radio tour or something like that. And I was watching uh, iRobot and one of the, the, the CEO and iRobot. Oh, yeah, I interviewed him. And oh, he was also in the Madonna. So I'm sure, you know, you had maybe a small role in certain things and forgot. Do you remember? No, I, 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 I'm not going to toot my own horn by any means, but I was lucky enough. I was with William Morris at that time. It was called William Morris. Now it's w William uh, Morris Endeavor. They Every agency has a sort of melded or combined their efforts. And uh, especially now post- COVID, there's been a lot of, uh, you know, musical chairs with, because people are, you know, they all did business from at home. And so they, a lot of people blended companies and they continue to do so. Uh, again, the new normal, uh, but we all got used to doing things out of the house. Uh, and I, I don't know if that's a plus or minus, but uh, it, it's the new, it's, it's all a new way and uh, old dog, new tricks. For me, it's really been an adjustment. Well, you know, a little earlier, you mentioned uh, business, doing your business. Were, were you just talking about your craft or, or are you entrepreneurial and you actually have a business? Oh, no, I don't. Well, no, I've I've pitched. and But mostly it's been with Donna and Michelle because I, I feel with the three of us, uh, I don't know, whatever our brand might be individually and together, that to do a surprising, oh, I didn't think they'd do that. To do something unexpected is always the the kind of the best effort because it's a new take. Uh, but no, I don't have a, a, a business and it isn't like Joan Van Ark Productions or anything like that. 
but uh, I, I've been ever busy, uh, you know, here, there and everywhere trying to, you know, reinvent. That's what tonight, right now is all about, reinventing yourself. Yeah, because Joan, before it was the big fil big films or the big shows and things have changed dramatically in this industry. And they I'm really really have. They really have. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know, uh, as I say, I'm not sure where I fit in. I, I would love to do something. For a while, I thought it was a biker. I wanted to play a motorcycle biker, <laughs> get on a Harley and take off and into the sunset. But um, I don't know. I've had ideas about, you know, what would be surprising because it's always good to take a deep breath and go somewhere you haven't gone in life and in everything. So and true. it's hard to change because I'm a pattern person. OCD on steroids is me. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you can get on the next Terminator with Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, be on the Harley with him. Uh, oh, is he doing Harley stuff? Is that his thing? Well, he did a little bit on, uh, was it T T2 maybe? Yeah, T2 or T3. Go, go yeah, figure yeah. on all this stuff. Yeah. Now, uh, what do you want people to uh of, of your role what do you you said the whole branding of knots landing the three of you what do you want people to remember most about you three as as a as a as a crew when it comes to knots landing well on knots landing we were separate islands in a way karen and val were close that would be joan van ark and michelle lee but with abby she was in her own spin and in her own world uh and now we've become closer than ever, Michelle, Donna, and Joan, partly because of, uh, you know, pitching a, an idea or a podcast or a show, and just because we have. And it wasn't that way necessarily on Knots, because that was a big ensemble cast. Alec Baldwin was one of the, uh, obviously, lead players. He was my brother on the show. And mm -hmm. I've just... And I don't, I want to be very careful and tiptoe here, but I loved this guy when he came and did his first scene with Julie and me in the house, in the Ewing house during Knott's Landing. After the first scene, uh, I marched right into David Jacobs' office and I said, where did you find this one? He is special. He is wonderful. And he was, he was just an incredible addition to the show. And it breaks my heart and soul and all of it that he's going through what he's going through. This is such a, a, a beyond a nightmare dream. It just, and uh, I, I just, I, I don't want to comment one way or the other. I just want to say, I love this man. And I, I hate the, uh, emotions that he is inevitably going through. Mm -hmm. Amazing to look at people that were in specific shows with you, Joan, and where they are today. But Greg, yes. a final question, Greg, what question you always like to ask all of our celebrities? Yeah, so this is my favorite question. So Joan, what's the most important thing in life you feel you've ever learned? Oh my goodness. I'll have to have another cup of coffee for that one. <laughs> that I've learned, I don't know that I've learned it, but I'm trying, I'm working on it to not be afraid of change, not being afraid to take a deep breath and be where you are literally in the moment and deal with that and not try to solve the problems of the world or just my world, but to be brave and take steps 
and 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 uh, not hang on to things that may be holding you back. To just be open. It's really hard because I'm Gemini, and I don't know whether I think that that's supposedly that sign, and I experience it. Are two people, two sides to to me, the uh, uh, a braver side maybe, and a very rigid side. So I want to be the braver side. I want to work on that. And, and it, it's tough because I've got patterns that I've done all my professional life and I now must change them. And I got to be a big girl and wear my big girl pants and deliver. Wow. It's, Great, it's, it's such, such a pleasure. What do you want to say to your fans out there, fans of Knott's Land? Well, here's what I want to say. I love you truly with all my heart because that support is is my deepest and most gratifying. Uh, and I can tell whether someone's just doing a blanket, oh, I love you, whatever, uh, and not, not really caring. But when I sense a true fan, it's a gift from heaven and I love it. It's appreciation. And uh, I wanna just say, thank you, I love you. I don't answer all the fan mails uh, that I've got a stack, I mean, a stack of fan mail. Uh, because I'm a one trick pony right now in a, 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 a committee of one trying to handle all the things that I used to have a team working on. Uh, but just know if I haven't responded to you or sent you the picture you sent or whatever, uh, I love you and I will get to it, I swear, and stay with me because I need all the love and help I can get. Thank you, thank you, thank you, fans. That's such a great thing to end the show. Joan, where are the best place people can follow you and find you? Where can they go? Well, I have a, I have a uh, what do you call it, website. Because I don't go on the web. I don't go on the internet. I, I, there's too many people who hate. And I don't want to see any of that. And I, I want so much to please. Uh, but uh, I do have a website, Joan at joanvanark.com. Uh, and it's a, you know, from time to time, I do different uh, headlines and uh uh, what do you call it? Something page, which is the cover page. But um, I'm not on top of it as much as I should be. Again, a one man band where I used to have a team. I understand. Well, this is a, this is a lot of fun, wasn't it, Greg? To hear yeah, some fantastic. stories. Yeah, we well, you guys it. are you guys are great, and you are in, in which um, city? What, I'm in Dallas, Texas now, not Pittsburgh. I'll have to You're in Dallas, Texas. Yes, I'm in Dallas. Oh Texas my now. God, and, Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgher, they came to Dallas. Go figure. I love it. And where are you? I'm in Boston, Mass. In Boston. I did the Boston Marathon. I'm wow. so proud. Listen, you have to qualify that. And Granny uh, ran a 320 uh, uh, marathon to qualify. And it was one of the thrills of my life to, to, to do Boston. And I love Boston. I have relatives in Cohasset. So. Oh, so you both are in, in cities that I love, which well, is- Well, I'm sure you love Dallas, for sure. <laughs> I do, I do. South Fork. Have you been to South Fork? Uh, no, I have not. Uh, so you'll have to, we'll have to connect later and you can tell me more about- I was going to say, shame Dallas. on you. You go see uh, South Fork because I know it's somewhat of a museum and a whole thing. And by the way, I am going to be doing in June- um, uh, a Dallas reunion. It will be in Palm Springs, California on um, June 13th. And uh, it's a nightclub kind of dinner club. And it'll be uh, Patrick, Linda, Steve Keneally, um, 
Charlene Tilton, my daughter, Joan Van Ark, and Audrey Landers, uh, about five or six. Dallas, the remaining, because Larry's not with us, boo-hoo, boo-hoo. Uh, but it'll be the, the lineup, and it'll be a, a Q&A and uh, film clips and all kinds of things of uh, a Dallas reunion. June 13th at Oscars in Palm Springs, California. And then the second thing is a, a couple of uh, autograph shows in uh Burbank, they call it the Hollywood um, Autograph Show, I believe, and it's a big convention center, and all kinds of stars will be at that in um, uh, July uh, 30th and, uh, no, sorry, June 30th and July 1st. So that's upcoming as well. All right. We appreciate it, Joan. What a great uh, conversation. Take care now. Thank you Thank both. You. All right, have a great the special the special simulcast of the Neil Haley show and celebrity interviews live from the grotto with Greg Hanna. Take care.